Give him another X. It's time for an O. Now turn it up. Turn it up the sound. Okay, that's I it. am leaving. Hear that, like, he goes, somebody put oil on my back, so he does. And then she goes, get out of here, you lecherous cretin. See, this is why we need a pornography-filled internet, okay? It keeps men from being pigs. You know and what I mean? What, yeah, so they don't behave this way, and then the people don't, guys don't pay to see this movie. You remember when we were kids there was uh-huh. no source of pornography you had yeah. to go find it on your own so you probably, therefore yeah. you were all the time looking for real world a peep of some girl's thigh you know but since the internet oh why do we have another puzzle piece i don't know who this guy is he like a he looks like a de niro knockoff from angel heart it's either Dr. Evil or the devil, and he <gasps> represents. Look, Keith Smith's grandma represents. Yeah, that's right. Granny Smith. That's the poison apple, as you recall. I don't recall. That was like 20 minutes ago, Carl. Okay, now it's time for our very first guest. On stage? Yeah, and the thing is, somehow Adam is responsible for it. Even though, look, he, he's flashing back to the apple that killed his ancestor. His dis- yeah, his What kind of talent is this? Is he going to juggle the apples? I don't get, like, the production. They're doing a play about eating the apple with the snake in the Garden of Eden. Oh. Oh, the snake from the magician's suitcase? Yes, I guess. Oh, I don't like acting anymore. This sucks. Yeah. I'm out of here. Oh, there's a snake. There's the snake. Oh, Adam's using psychic snake powers. I I don't know, because he's really observing. He isn't really doing it. She will be, like, she won't be choked to death, which is the obvious thing you do with a boa constrictor. Instead, she'll have a heart attack and die on stage. And the internet counts this in our body count as Adam's killing, Adam's first killing. If the snake was called Adam. Yeah, I guess. It's the snake who killed him. You don't have to be Poirot to know that. Poirot. Oh, little flashback. We'll be back. I want you to turn it up to hear how bad Wendy's acting is. Oh, my God. Right now, she's not doing bad acting. She's just kind of talking to them. But when she expresses her emotions, it's horrible acting. Now, this woman is a real actress. Um, she was she had this breakthrough role in '91 in a film called The Doctor, and that's really what launched her public eye career. Then she was in The Good Son in '93, and that was it. She hit the Santa Claus in '94 and did all the sequels, and she got booked in a million films after that. Yeah. Well, she was great in The Good Son. But, yeah, not much afterwards. 
it's so funny these two guys show the, the couple shows up wearing custom t-shirts they're like yeah. we are looking for costumes for our costumes that we we're wearing no that it said trottersville bowling league yeah bullshit bullshit <laughs> the director's being cute it's toronto as you know uh let's see what was the joke Otta richter Otta. i oughta go ahead listen Otta. listen Oh, yeah, by the way, she's got this itch in Act 1, and it never pays off. Okay, listen to her idea. She He, he doesn't want to go to a shrink. It's a psychic. 20 bucks. Yeah, in 1979 money. Well, how do we look? Very realistic. Go to Hollywood. All right. Well, anyway, I don't know if the audience got a sense of it, but this um, Wendy Crewson, who's a great actress, uh, is a horrible actress. <laughs> Carl, I gotta get. A, I gotta get another cup. I'm serious. I do too. Actually, should we do that to the audience? No. You go first. Okay. My idea that the puzzle was about one per killing is obviously wrong because only one person has died and the devil is well into making his puzzle so i think it's putting together the psyche of adam to become a killer so she says you should go to a shrink and he goes i don't believe in shrinks so she goes then you should go to a psychic for some reason and that's why adam is here he is entering to get counseled by the psychic so he can try to get his shit together and you might be like, why isn't his shit together? He keeps seeing things. Puppets talk to the him. He's compelled to say the catchphrase, Diablos ma abubet. Okay, so here he is with like uh, Madame Poirot. Oh, here comes Michael back. Waiting for headphones. Okay. Hi. Hey, Mike. So look, he doesn't want to go to a shrink because they're quacks. So Wendy directs him to a psychic. Right, he's not like, a quack. You're right. So he goes, she goes, pay me first. So he's got to pay the 20 bucks. And then she goes, give me your driver's license. I don't know why. Oh, that's great. Well, there'd be a lot of drinking involved. And he, yeah, he, it would be, be irresponsible for the force to tell her to let him go home, drive home drunk. Now, maybe she's writing down his date of birth or something. I don't know. Then she I, starts I, to predict. Your father's, um, she starts to amaze him with knowing stuff she shouldn't know. Your father's name was Jeremy. You lost your sight at four years old after falling off a swing for four days. You have wow. a wart on your left armpit. He's like, how do you know this? Well, after looking at your driver's license, I, I feel that you're five, seven, and that you were born in September. Yeah, that's true. So she's doing it right now. She's rattling off these things that she shouldn't know to prove that she's for real. Then we're going to the tarot cards. And she's going to pick oh, no. cards. Yeah. Is death going to be in the one of the cards? Yes. He's going to start freaking out like your soul is so confused. Only the devil could sort it out. 
Really? Yeah. Listen, I don't want a life story. I just want to go to a fortune teller. I have I have pheromones that I I need to stimulate. So I go to a uh, fortune teller. She tells me a bunch of hooey, and I go, "Whoa, endorphin rush!" Treat. Okay, here come the cards. All right. Now, Carl, as she starts doing the cards, she's like, "Oh, well, that's not good." You so know, I looked at the next one. Hmm, that's kind of worse, especially when you put them together. Then she gets the next <laughs> card. And as she gets to the end, it's death card. And she's like, right. oh. oh, but if I pair it death with another card, it should be better. Here, I'll flip the card. Oh, no, it's super, super death. Oh. Oh. Look, watch your face. She goes, no, Jeez. no. Then she gets to the final card, and she doesn't want to turn it around and look. I went to a fortune teller, right? And we sat down and put that. She started putting cards down in like seven columns and moving them around. I go, "Are you reading my fortune?" She goes, "No, I'm playing solitaire. I'm a temp. <laughs> I still got six more hours of work. I got a full house and three people died. <laughs> That's not my joke. That's Stephen Wright joke. I played poker with tarot cards. Uh, I got a full it. house and three people died. Now look, she puts down death. <gasps> Now, finally, you see that, like, letter opener or something on Yeah. The... Yeah. You think Adam's going to have any emotion in this movie? No, no, I do not. Now, watch what Adam will do with the letter opener. Oh, he's going to finally kill someone? Yes. Ah! Oh. With that little stab, she's 100% dead. Doesn't make sense. Oh, no, those are dangerous things, letter openers. Sure. Okay, so that's body count up to two two right because it was death by snake on stage on stage death that's the way to go which shouldn't count but the internet counts it now look he's doing home alone thing the guy's like freeze don't move and then it'll be the tv now turn around slowly ridiculous what kind of profession do you have where you have the tv on right and it wasn't on before right well she had she wanted to watch her stories yeah. All right. Well, I think this take this now, deck of cards. I think that Adam really misses an opportunity here because if it was me, I would have taken my twenty dollars back. Oh, and, and the orb, the crystal ball. Look, Steve Martin joke. Oh my god, Donald Trump does not find it funny. Okay, I'm going to now take my turn to pour a cup of coffee, and you turn Please. up the sound a little bit. Now, one thing that's super interesting is nobody's enjoying themselves playing this game. No, even the, especially the dungeon master. He doesn't like it at all. He's the dungeon master, the guy who's like 40 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And 40 yeah, is old. Girl. Welcome, nerds, to the Nerdathon. Oh, are they going to record this for a podcast? Hi, we're a bunch of comedians playing Dungeons and Dragons. I am a healer. Looks like a great game. Ooh, this. I don't know about Carl. I still have the arrow to the head. Uh, I'll put that on my headphones. Walk around. I'll be like the coolest guy in the world. I didn't mention this in last week's show during Mazes and Monsters, but I was vice president of my high school's strategy club, which was basically Dungeons and Dragons. Very proud of that fact. 
I'll do it. Roll a die. Uh, this movie is so boring. They have to play games in the middle of it. This guy's writing on notepads. Roll the fucking. Is that die? <laughs> what the hell did he just roll? It was like a pebble. Oh, I rolled a two on the pebble. Eva Lant. Oh, right. She's a nurse. I remember that. Must be a Canadian hospital. Oh, got some parking meter quarters. I could stalk her for hours. Got to feed the meter first. 15 minutes for a quarter. What a ripoff. Okay, now what happened here was they were playing the game and he said, there is the, you know, like a party led by the devil and they want you to kill the woman in the white gown. And so Adam is seeing a nurse in a white gown. So he thinks to himself, this is who I have to kill. He did a good job on that fortune teller. There's like no follow-up, right? Uh, No, he'll never get busted. Now we will hear a radio account of them saying the woman died on stage of a heart attack. And then this tarot card reader was stabbed and they're making a connection between the two. It doesn't Which is so bizarre. Honestly, a freak death on stage and then a homicide at a fortune teller. I don't know. Those two are connected. It's, It's dumb. If this was murder, Bring it up. Wrote... Turn up the sound. All right, all right. What are they doing, Carl? Wow, doggy style. Didn't say that. Order be gone. You're the best. You're the best in this room at this time. Oh yeah, here it is. Ooh, look at all that saws. This must be a medical hospital. It doesn't make any sense. Why would they have a ball peen hammer and a wrench on the wall? Why would you have a fucking saw? Like if I was in the, I had surgery, and if I had a saw on the wall, I would be fucking sawing people coming in. Now this like, is weird. It turns out that the guy she was with is like in a monkey suit for oh. no good reason. Now but she knows that, right? Yeah, I guess. Now, when she leaves the room, all of a sudden, she's freaked out as if somebody's following her. It makes, watch. It makes no sense to our plot. Like, at it's first, the I walk, thought walk was of like, shame. Walk well, of that's shame. what I thought. At first, she was like, she didn't want to get caught, that she was just doing it with a monkey. Banging a gorilla, yeah. But that's not what happens. Later, she'll go, doctor, somebody's following me. Didn't we watch Stitches where there was a scene where someone's in a gorilla suit? And yeah. yeah. Stitches was horrible, horrible film. Not a good movie. The thing is, it, it did all tropes that have been done before. They were like, let's do, like, they weren't copying Animal House. They were copying, like, Animal House copiers. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's a carbon copy to the point where it just fades. He's super paranoid. Yeah, and there's no explanation as to why in the film. Also, she just came out of a room with the saws, and now she has a tray of, like, pills? Yeah, medicine or something. Hello, shots. Oh, hello, nurse. Now, here's Wendy as a nurse. Her father is the owner of the costume shop, and she's in the costume shop working sometimes. It kind of doesn't make sense why she has two jobs, 
Also, can I say something about the costume shop? Because it really is like I have a bone to grind. Okay. Axe to grind. The bone couple came in and they said, we're looking for bunny costumes. And they said, oh, it's in the third rack. They disappear. They take the costume, put on the costume, walk up there. I, I've never been to a costume shop where they allow you to fucking yeah, put on get the Get your outfit. own costume, change yeah. in, the public, in the public showroom. Right. Wah! Oh, uh, doctor. Doctor. It's not a doctor. It's Adam in COVID time. Right. I was going to say, like, that's a great costume. What costume? It's COVID time. Jesus Christ. Back in 82, they're huge. Stab! Oh, it's the death. Right. It's instant death. She was stabbed with a syringe in her temple. And here's our third body in our body count. Oh, I'm one of the reasons why I unfortunately unleash this movie on you is because of the description in IMDb, which just says, Adam kills a bunch of people. Right. <laughs> which I was like, even for IMDb, I'm like, oh my God. That is that is an accurate description of this film. Now oh, look, no. why is this dude at the hospital? Also, this game, there's no winners. I mean, I see it coming ahead. There's X and O and, or uh, how do they say that in England? It's like crosses and knots. Oh, knots and crosses. Boy, they're different. It's just called tic tac toe, man. That's American as get ticked hyphen tack hyphen toe. Yeah, actually, why is it tic-tac-toe? There's not X's and O's. And I'm sure there's, like, a horrible explanation. Like during the be hashtag XO. Whoa, what happened, Adam? Are you okay? Look now, at this. He came in here to kill this woman. But he, yeah. he gets sidetracked and kills another woman. And then he coincidentally bumps into this woman. Oh, and he's like, oh, shit. Why, why does uh, I feel like I'm supposed to do something today. Oh, you're reminding me that I, I forgot to... Oh, I was going to kill you. Now, this is not true in the real world. It doesn't make sense. She He falls down. She thinks he's cute. So she starts probing wife, uh, girlfriend. And, right. she, you know, then she takes him home to her apartment to have sex with him. It doesn't Way make sense. Way to go. Yeah. I wish all my falls were like that. Oh, no, that puppet. Yup. He keeps showing up everywhere, which makes sense. The janitor with tic-tac-toes does not make sense. Look, well, it's, it's Fisher-Price Castle. I oh, had I that know. when I was I a kid. The, the only reason the puppet's here is because there happened to be a pile of toys uh, in the hallway of a hospital next to a big, wet something. Yes. Okay. Now, Ooh. he is... Taking him home because he fell down and she said she wants to care from, from him. And then she's like, I better iron my outfit. It's all wrinkled. That's Those are man's hands. Naked. She wasn't wearing those pants. This is like Hagar pants. Hagar. What are they called? Wait, she isn't wearing pants. She has a slip. Or, or but that's but she was word. ironing pants. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Well, you take a man home and you say, why don't you make yourself comfortable? I'm going to make myself comfortable. Oh, I that's pair right. Of pants. You're right. That was the excuse to get him home. His pants got all messed up from the slipping on the... Right. So now she's totally trying to have sex with him. And he's not interested. She thinks He thinks that she's the evil woman from the game trying to deceive him and he's supposed to kill her. I just thought Adam was a terrible actor and can't he respond. Is. He goes, can I have my pants back now? 
one thing I because we watched they're playing with fire again, and I have to say like if there's no chemistry between like people during sexy scene, it makes it a more enjoyable movie because it's like <laughs> people don't act this way. Now he's he's like this is a personal question, but are you gay? And he goes, I'm not gay, just uncomfortable. Oh. And then she goes, Oh. You want to play games. And she goes, I'll be the mommy and you be the good little boy. It's weird. Uh, she's got a, she had nothing to do tonight until yeah. he slipped into his life. She's clearly ovulating because she wants to go to town. She's clearly. Okay, turn on the sound. You can hear her sex talk about being the mom. Let's pretend that I'm the mom. It's been an affair. <laughs> Care of a good little boy. She'll cover him up with a big white blanket. Is this sexy? No. It's it's not sexy just because I you know I had parents growing up and it's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's now he's gonna hear the dungeon master's voice. You hear it? Yeah. Try to trick me. Now look what he does. He gets no. and squirts her. That's he like almost crazy. hot. You're crazy. Crazy. You're crazy. Oh, look at that. Out of control. It burned his fingers. No, he doesn't. Oh, no. Why do you have that on your wall, lady? Now, why would she have a sickle as decoration? Oh, he or you. Okay. Now they're outside in a graveyard all of a sudden. Weird. I was going to ask you who the bell tolls was. I think it tolls for the D. Right. Wow. Now, listen, I love I love watching movies on YouTube. I love the passion that people upload these movies of various qualities. But this film, man, it has this weird video tin, which yes. I'm sure is not the, the – it's just the, the shot of it. Now, look, Liberace is Liberace. Yeah. Now, it's the sound of an organ, although he's playing a piano. Isn't that the guy from earlier scene? I don't know, Mike. You might be right. It's such bad quality. I yeah. can't see clearly. And you see the lines of the video. I think somebody is seriously is pointing their camera at a television screen. I think you're right. You know, uh, Liberace says, I wish my brother George was here. Pick me up and drive me away from this set. <laughs> <laughs> so look, she, he throws the sickle and it doesn't kill him yeah metal yeah rock rock over fest gonna kill a nurse in a cemetery rock over fest diablo sma a dubet and he makes like a thunderstorm look suddenly he's wearing a knight's outfit just poof that makes no sense is that guy a priest i can't tell from his giant collar yeah he's a priest and he's saying (laughs) damn it i thought they predicted sunny weather (laughs) <laughs> all right let's get this over with he or she was well respected yeah ashes to ashes fuck the fuck dust <laughs> dust to dusk yeah i know i said it wrong no refunds there's midget bardot oh gidget oh look hat lady uh-oh here comes the 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 chase scene in the cemetery right 
Not since Night of the Living Dead. Every filmmaker has to have a shot in the cemetery. So we'll now listen to her. Okay. That's our movie. Well, that was fun. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. We all know Major John. Tom's a junkie. Tom's a junkie. Ashes to ashes. Oh, wait. he did not have that sword before. Right, he didn't, and he didn't have the outfit. And she's like, oh, I guess this is me. Ooh, look, John fourth Female killed with sword. It's our fourth body count. So this movie has a, a more body counts. Oh, there will be 15 dead people. Okay, here we have our game, which nobody enjoys themselves, and he admits <laughs> that he has accomplished his goal. Go ahead, listen. Pig man. Y'all, we paid a hundred thousand gold for this movie. Oh, why don't you wake up? Yeah. What's this? Flash is a swatch of material I took from the sources of Scout. Yeah, this game's not fun anymore. Yeah, it's not. No, but it was never fun. The very first time we saw them, <laughs> he goes, when they all sit down, the du the dungeon master or whatever his name is, he goes. Okay, come on, let's get this started. Yeah, listen, I got a, I got a real game. I got a game of top secret in twenty minutes. Right. Yeah. My name is There's Steve the Jackson. Lighting the tower again, inexplicably, it doesn't tie up in the end. This is a costume shop, or is this the? Yeah, we're back at the costume shop, and for some reason, this full-time nurse is also a full-time costume shop person. I don't oh, know what. Can I help you? I was just about to close up the costume shop. Oh, yes. Well, it won't take a second. I, I just had to come to the costume shop. Okay, well, I'm closing up the costume shop. So if you have anything you want from the costume shop, well, yes, that's the reason why I came to the costume shop. Well, Listen, we'll I'm writing this well. movie now. Free play by Mike Spiegel. I, so she I is looking... doing that. She is leaving. She goes, Adam will take care of you. Most ridiculous fucking thing. What kind of what traffic does this costume shop get? <laughs> yeah, no, the thing is, but when it started out, they were doing big costume things for productions, like movies and stuff. And they did the Trotterville Junior Colleges, you know, everyone's costume. But meanwhile, random people just show up and say, I got a party tonight, I want a costume. Now, there's a great costume shop in San Francisco in the Lower Hate. And I know when it comes to that neighborhood. I hate it. You hate it. And it's called the, I think it's Hay Street Costume Shop. But, you know, they have rules. You, I mean, trust me, in my t many decades living there, yes, I did go out and rent a gorilla suit there. Uh -huh. Not my friend did. So, you know, there's, but there's rules. You got to show up at a certain time. You got to put down make some deposit. Yeah, make an appointment. Right. You got to sign a bunch of papers saying you're going to respect this stuff. Four dollars for insurance if you want to opt in. Otherwise, yeah. you're paying for it. There's a gorilla tax if you get a gorilla suit at the costume shop. They say, like, you have to sign a piece of paper that you right. can't stand there while someone goes, and this stupid idiot, and this stupid bear. Well, it's salon gorilla. Too. Rules are different. This is Potter, Potterville, Trotterville. Potters. Potel. Okay. Now, this woman 
is going to this weird ass costume party tonight for like weird ass cult people, although we kind of don't know it yet. And she's got an invitation. He hitting on Adam, like maybe uh, a plus one. It's she is flirting with Adam. It's not really a hitting on. She goes. There's this woman, and and she used to kill with a. See how see how she's like into pretending that she's killing with a hat pin. Yeah, Adam's freaked out by it. Is he really? I think he's getting it. Getting it on. I don't know. So he's like, "I'll get you accessories. I'll be right back." And oh, here's this. Here's a uh, Robert De Niro from. Uh... Angel, what was that? Angel Heart. Why he's doing this is just a puzzle. <laughs> that wasn't funny. You know what, Carl? It will make sense when all the pieces are in place. But it won't. You'll see a full picture. Now, why are we seeing her centrally getting into herself? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Now, he shows up in a bunny costume for some reason. Why? Uh, well, you see, there's something called furries, Carl. Uh huh. Not in the wait. What's that in his, in his paw? Oh, he's got Bunny's a bunny switchblade. Bunny switchblade. Oh, and the puppet watches. Although it's really not the same puppet for some weird reason this time. There's the invite to the party, and he's gonna take it. I was gonna say, like, she never even got to go to the party to get sacrificed. At this cult, like she gets killed at the costume. That's right. Okay, now they're back. Okay, let's listen because you'll hear the scenario. All He's right. going to go to this party and live out the scenario. What a pig. Pig man. Pig man. Oink, oink, oink. Enough. Enough. I'm not, I want to enjoy this game. It's oh. like he's getting paid to be there. All right, another shit. All right. Did I mention the apostles yet? Oh, yeah. The angel, the angelic apostles? Not the angelic apostles, the apostles of hell. They look like fucking orcs. <laughs> see that symbol? Yeah. That's like... That's gonna some Nazi play. Yeah, shit. we'll see. That's, that's like, I don't know, devil Nazi. cult symbol. Nazi bullshit. So you turned it off, and that's fine. All we're hearing is that, like, okay. Oh, you, he's going to go to the party and, like, have to kill all these people before they kill him is the scenario that's being seen. But they just mean playing in this game, rolling dice. Wow, December 4th, 1982. Yeah. See how it was, that's not an afterthought unless they were going to release it and filmed it after because this is 79 Toronto that they filmed it. So he goes and they, the game master in the game said that the password was Skullduggery. But here we are in the real world and coincidentally the password is Skullduggery. Yeah. And but the dungeon master doesn't know about this party, right? Right. What's the password? Fucking uh, skullduggery. Oh, skullduggery. oh, excuse me. Yes, oh, sir. Right away, sir. 
right? It, you obviously are part of the cult. Oh, yeah. Come on in. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, can you do me a favor? What does skullduggery actually mean? Oh, never mind. Okay, well, enjoy yourself at the party. Uh, we had fun. You Guys, like skulls? Oh, I dig them. Oh, okay. Turn up. This is Dr. Evil, and he is expecting Adam. He wants to do murder. You won't be disturbed. You won't be disturbed. Hi, I came to the costume party. Where can I put out my costume? Oh, in the room marked wardrobe. See the okay. devil behind him? Yes. It's all tied. And the symbol. Oh, look, there's the tic-tac-toe and neon lights. Why? Oh, yeah, um... There's a funny thing here. You got to endure a little stupid talk, and then he's going to say something funny. All and right. it might be the only funny line. Next time you see those dudes, have the sound up. Okay. They're dancing to, why you got to be so rude? Of course. The present is the future to the past. This isn't the funny part, but keep it up so we don't okay. miss it. You see her areolas? The yeah. The Therefore, you hear the skullduggery song? Oh my God! This is the fifth time. Uh huh. This is like so deep. We're in the shower part of the. Bowl. It's like Borges. Okay, they're gonna cut away, but keep it up because we're gonna get our joke now, and I'll be quiet. What are they dancing to? Skullduggery. No, they're not. Listen. That was it? They're not interested. They want to be like left alone. They're in their face, so. Yeah, they want to have a talk about the present and the past and finding a room together. They definitely. Please deflate your tits. They do have an 80s look to them, like their Trevor Horn and the Buggles. I saw you on the video the other day. Do, 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 do. You know what? They do. I guess this was the 80s to come foreshadowing because it's right. 79. Well, here they're dancing warm leatherette, right? 1979's No Wave music. Remember New York No Wave? No Wave? I don't. Wait, no, maybe no I do. What? Remember we saw that cult film, um, the. They worked real hard on it. It was an Israeli director. Oh, Liquid Sky. Saucer. Yeah, I think that was part of No Wave. Yeah, or something. A little No Wavy. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Look at me. Me and my rhythm bucks. Me and my. Yeah, wait, what was. Yeah, and you and Fonseca, you would scream that at Yeah, Fonseca and I watched that movie in the 80s. And it was just, y'all. Aren't so, you jealous, man? So Dr. Evil goes. What is the most unlikely fantasy you would not expect would be realized tonight? And he goes, innocence. And he then the, Dr. Evil goes, this is Irene. And she's completely innocent. But meanwhile, see the flashback to the apple? Right, which is the end of innocence. I remember my Bible. But meanwhile, she goes to sleep with him, to have sex with him immediately. So that's not innocent. So I don't get it. Yeah, it all winds up having sex. They had to come up with some story to have, get it on. 
I don't get why he's Romeo. Why don't you just either? Yeah. He's got, because of his costume, I guess. Because of his. Uh, yeah, I've I've listened. As someone as a Shakespeare uh, expert, that's not Romeo. Ah. Gotcha. He looks like a he looks like a musketeer. Oh, he beheaded her. Yeah. Well, no, he just stabbed her. Now, oh. listen, I don't understand this movie. He is going to take off her roller skates. He's going to put them in the oven, and uh-huh. then he's going to turn the oven on. Why? 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 Oh, he even puts a chef cap on. Yes, to do the cooking of the of roller the shoe. So stupid. Okay, Either. so now we've had our fifth killing, and she was stabbed with the knife, not beheaded. So did he wash his hands? I mean, like, it's got to be sanitary in the kitchen. When you're working oh, wait, with no, Ted no, B. No, I'm sorry. This is our sixth killing. Oh, only ten more killings to go? Nine. No, nine. Nine. Suddenly, Adam smokes. Right, and he's doing a Julia Child impression. Oh, this I tried one. Watching... This isn't our hero. We just want to see some snatch, and we get to. <laughs> snatch. Well, that's snatch what we did. Yeah, I know. I saw it. Oh, and I was talking to these two guys, and they told me to deflate my tits. Can you believe it? It is just banter. It's party banter. And we're just kind of seeing that they're sick people, and they're obviously part of some satanic cult because everyone's right. into gross, uh, you know, uh, Everyone gets a thrill from. Uh, oh, he's dressed as a hippie. Yeah, um, he goes. He's she's describing her new boyfriend, how great he is, and really puffing him up. And then he goes, "There he is now, and it's him." Kind of the joke, and he, he does a Chong impression, a Tommy Chong impression. Oh, uh, but he, he make love not war was written on his chest, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't wearing a T-shirt. I, I picked that up. Now, for some reason, a ballerina is entertaining the crowd by dancing. I don't know why. They're just looking at the fire behind them. They're very simple people. It's crackling. Oh, it's it produces heat. I can't. I must touch it. Now, when you look at her cleavage, you see that she clearly deflated her tits. Oh, well, she must have listened. <laughs> this is a different, different woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I thought the special effects budget went to. Oh, I'm so bored. This is boring. <laughs> it is. Uh, not even if, doing a, you know. Why can't I have sex with somebody way. wearing a mask already? Why must I sit through this? At least we're not hearing the theme song Skullduggery. Skullduggery! Skullduggery! Now, this Adam's in a new costume. I love your singing. I do have notes. When you sing Skullduggery, can you hit the UG? Skullduggery! Now, Adam was, his name is Tom Haverstock, and he was in Terror Train in 80. And oh, wow. This film, the only other film he is, I think you might know it, it's called Heartbreak High in 1981. I know Terror Train. Terror Train is a classic bad movie, Carl. It's the devil and God are having a debate about Uh-oh. mankind. Uh-oh. No, no. Oh, this no, might be on YouTube. If it is, but my brother loves this movie. He was the one who showed me this film. Your brother also loves Bedazzled, by the way. He was the one who made me know that there was an original. Oh, you saw you saw the uh, Elizabeth Hurley, Brenda yes, Fraser one? Adam, and you went, right. wow, and what a hoot. I thought that was Bedazzled. I didn't know there was an original. 
Okay, so here they come in. This it's smoky. Oh, for the roller skates, not the dead body. Understand why? So we're gonna get our Cheech and Chong guy. Roller girl's not here, man. Yeah, very good. I'm roller girl. Who? Here's Cheech. Here's Chong. Why? Why? They got legs. Know how to use it. Oh, that must. Oh, they're superheroes. They're different flashes. Oh, um, Quicksilver. Right, Quicksilver. Scarlet Witch. Now here's the ballerina. And Dr. Evil says, follow her. He will enlighten you. And she's going to try to get him to join the cult. Be one of our brothers or something. That's a perfect little world. Can you imagine your hometown has its own cult? Like, if you're a killer, that's a real up for you. Because you don't have to go that far. That's you don't have right. to go to West Potterville, Trotterville. Right. He thought he had to go to the big city, West right. Trotterville. Hook up with a satanic cult. <laughs> they, they were homegrown. Oh, it's not the greatest cult. It's a great. Oh, you're a little fish in a, a big fish in a little pond. Well, it's you know, a big pond. Trotterville has everything. It has satanic cults. It has costume shops. It has <laughs> a junior college and a talent show. Ten year running. Now this is going to be weird. You know what? I won't ruin it for you because it's coming right up. The way she gets killed. Doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't kill you. And why would it be around? Okay, never mind. You'll see in a minute. I don't know. What's that up for you? Uh oh. Turn off the fondue set. Now you see, a second ago, dry ice was coming out. And now it's not. But then it is again. But now it's not. You gotta be careful with dry ice. Never know. So, does it? This was edited by a guy named Ian McBride, and shame on you, Ian. You got shame on of you, Ian. Air everywhere. Ian McShame, I call you. Yeah, but in in defense to Ian McShane, shame, shame. You can only edit what you got. Okay, now we get another death, and I won't ruin it for you, but <laughs> it doesn't make the death is up. Oh, he sees the devil. The death is inexplicable. Ready? Ready. Ready? Ready. He says the Latin phrase. What? He screams her to death. Thank God they were standing there. No, she's a skull now. Uh, skull fuckery. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. He lured her over to where a steam pipe coincidentally Yeah, right, was. with a little gauge that's easy to open. It's fatal, but it's also easy to uh, open. <laughs> and then she, poof, is a skull. So now we're at our, that was seven. We've got seven people dead. Now Adam is in a knight's costume for some reason. Oh, good night. <laughs> Wow. Okay, we're about to come up on a really awful scene in 
which a woman is going to get raped. And then she calls out for help. And Adam comes to help and kills them all. Kills them all. Yeah. Also, the guys who are going to rape her are dressed up in I'm gay costumes. That oh, right, yeah. either? There they are. There they are. She's like, help, help. Is this going to kill them all? Yeah, he's going to skewer them three in a row with the sword. Oh. Yeah! Or with a spear, I guess. Lucky Pierre. Maybe he's. Oh, they're all dead. Maybe this is a musical number. Okay, so that's three in a row. That makes 11 dead. All right. Hey, are we hit the double digits? For the DDs? Yeah, we're in the DDs now. <laughs> They're calling dial a joke. Uh-huh. Very 1979. They got to hang up before the punch side because it's too expensive. Well, it was a stupid joke. It wasn't funny. It's like, what do you call a guy who can't read in two languages? A bilingual illiterate. And then they go, ah, click. <laughs> hey, it's me, Jackie the Joke Man. Jackie the <laughs> Joke Man. Dialo Jackie the Choke Man joke. A dollar nineteen a minute. <laughs> First minute is just me laughing. <laughs> First minute is free because I'm laughing. You know, I actually found a bunch of Jackie the Joke Man records on yeah. various streaming services. He has a lot of records, Carl. Oh yeah, well he's got a million million jokes. Now, one time I went and I saw him live. Me he too. opened up with a joke nobody laughed another one nobody laughed another one got a little giggle another one people started laughing so by the end of the thing you were roaring with his stupid you have to acclimate yourself to his act he doesn't open up strong no well you know he does kids albums too where he tells like not kids racist joke? jokes. Yeah, he tells kids jokes and then they laugh and they speed up his voice sometimes because it's a really? kid's recording. Yeah. Now, the thing is, he didn't write a thing. He didn't write any of those old jokes. He just okay. has like a, you know, a trap in his head where he knows all these jokes. So here, Adam's got yet another victim. But Listen. she won't get killed in the end. Whoa, random balls. Oh! Damn it. Why Next time I should wear a cup. Wow, Look my at God. The bad quality of this bad television. Quality. Yeah, Maybe this, this is, is all film noir and there's like lines or something that produces a black and white image. No, it's just the copy. We want to thank uh, Bunny Bark for, for <laughs> uploading this movie. Now, for some reason, like this party in an apartment now becomes like a like a a major building, like they were back, like they're back in that community college or something. I thought it was a mansion. The party was at. Okay, maybe that is it. Maybe it is a mansion because we're certainly. Uh oh, I don't trust the skull face. Is that Adam too. It is all well, Adam one. It is also <laughs> Adam. He's when going through here. We have a cat. It's inexplicable why. Well, according to does the cat die? Dot com. This cat does not die. I'll let you be, cat. So she got away with it. He went in there because he heard a noise. It was just the cat. Just a cat. 
Dun, so dun, she's dun, dun. like running for her life or something. I don't know. She's auditioning for Looney Tunes cartoon when they run. Now watch the this. Watch this. Light, light off. Smash! Well, you hear a light bulb smash sound. Somebody's clearly upstairs. Right. It. This makes no sense. We haven't been set up for it. We don't know where she is. We don't know what she's fleeing from, except for Adam. Yeah, like watching a cartoon. How many steps down can you do? You know what I mean? She's like in the sub, sub, sub basement. Boop, 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 boop. Does she know what she's running away from? I guess it's Adam because that's who is chasing her. But why is she all trepidatious and cautious and going slow? And I mean, wouldn't she like leave the mansion if she was? That's a good idea. So going into the basement of the murder house, like just leave the murder house. Look at these horrible lines. Uh, well, during the 80s, it was a lot of lines. Yeah, that was, is that a Coke reference? This yeah. is 79. Watch, something's going to fall. Ah, screen. Now, who is this guy? He is I our 12th killer. And did Adam kill him? I mean, the internet wants to say yes. He killed him and then set up the prank where you open the door and instead of a bucket lands on your head, it's the guy. That's right, Mike. It's a prank. Right? Like, how, well, you would have to nail his legs to the wall or something beforehand. It's a lot yeah. of effort. Or tie him up with a rope. It's just like you don't have time. The party's only so long. Oh, look, there's some grape jelly on the, on the wall. Carl, I got to get more coffee. Mike. Oh, All right, on, man. go ahead. When, unlike Mike, I care very much. And I went to my K-Cup run. I was like, hurry up! We're on air! Hurry up! Mike's like, do 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 I'm going to grind the beans. Do-do-do-do. I'm putting on my French press. Okay, I kind of don't even know what's going on here right now. It's just... So, in my mind, at this point, this movie has derailed in terms of any sense of, plot's not even the right word. Like, why are they all in a group together going through the mansion? Is he back already? I heard shuffling. All right, fine. While Mike's away, I'll just tell you some stuff about this film. Now... Thanks, Carl. Now, this was released at a time in which um, D&D was getting, like, a public backlash against it. Like, it was accused of pr- promoting Satanism, another form of occult activity with kids. And it's really not fair, uh, but that's what it is. And this was um, this was a slasher film. There's something called The Satanic Panic. Have you heard of that? Yeah, we were talking about that uh, during Mazes and Monsters. I found the USA Today article that was talking about it. Right. So this was ahead of that boom, but it didn't get released till after for some reason. They filmed it first, and maybe they saw an opportunity to get it out there. Commercial, I guess. But I guess they're right, because they played Dungeons & Dragons. 
Then he goes to a cult party. So it literally leads to a cult. And he thinks he's going through the scenario that was laid out in the game. Now Dr. Evil has highlighted him, unbeknownst to him. See, he sees the symbol. So he goes, I need volunteers. And he starts picking people with the symbols. Oh, he's going to kill them all? I guess. But he doesn't, you see. See, look at Dr. Evil. He's loving it. Like, this guy is in my power. Oh, there's punch. Symbol and punch. Will there be punch and pie? No, just punch. Now, here we see a cross, and then there'll be, like, like sparkles and explosions. Why is there a neon lit? Yeah. Like the neon. Weird. Well, this room has a lot of weird neon. It has that tic-tac-toe. On the dance floor. Right. I have an invitation to the most fucked up party ever. Come on down. What do I have to do? I just want you to stare. Right. Try not to move when you're there. My God, great hair. The little mushroom. Turn up the sound so I could... Okay, he... This guy, for some yeah. reason, is going to pretend bow and arrow the And that's it. We'll never see him again. Yeah, wait a minute. So he shot the punch puppet and, and you see bled. the snot? Yeah, uh, yeah, snot came out its nose. Yeah. Then wind blows and they all are attracted to the wind. It, it yeah. okay. What are we looking at? I think this is the fish tank that we saw at the community college. Why? Are there Why? hands on it? It's it, moment shots. It's the puppet. It's moment shots. Oh, yeah, you're right. Now, it's a dead woman who doesn't get counted in our body count for some reason. Maybe Adam didn't. Maybe Eve killed her. Maybe. So oh, now there's a phone. It's the final. Yeah, he's calling the cops. He's calling the cops. Why? It's our final puzzle piece, the snake himself. The snake itself. Oh, what a surprise, Adam and Eve. I never thought you were obsessed with this. Do you have any other obsessions? Like, do you power a babble or maybe, like, Abraham well, kills his son? Ah, Adam and Eve. So here is Dr. Evil. We find out it was him all along doing the puzzle. Oh, good. But yeah. we don't understand why, like, the puzzle's now complete. Now look at this idiot. He starts taking pictures of the blanket. Right. <laughs> oh. So are the cops here or the police? Yeah, so the cops have oh, arrived. They brought their notebooks. Lots of dead people. We have notes. Oh, this guy. What is he doing there? Yeah, I told you he wasn't going to work. Even this cop's like, enough with this. Right. The cop does go, that's weird. Okay, so the, 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 the junior detective goes, I found our killer. And he brings out Tommy Chong. He's got blood all over him. But he goes, that isn't blood, it's ketchup. Which is a joke I often make on this podcast. Oh, yeah, there he is. Oh, no, he has a shirt that says take over. Not his chest. Blood's not here, man. 
Oh, wow, man. Make lovely war. Make love. Make love. Make louvre. Not war. Make love, not works. Because it's ketchup. So in a very disgusting thing, the police chief tastes it. He's right. It's ketchup. He's wrong. It was blood. Blech. And he goes, brilliant deduction, chief. Listen, make love, not worm muffin. Now turn up the sound again. Dr. Evil will reveal the killer. What? What? You leave a matchbook of a bar that you have to go visit? Yeah, right. That's every film. Trotterville. Trotterville. All right. I'll get the phone number. This is all the cops need. Look. Look. Look, it doesn't make sense. That's not how Tic-Tac-Toe is played. It's wrong. This film film knows it doesn't make sense. Now, here's another thing. They're in the costume shop. They come up with a freight elevator. So why is it that the public just comes in? Okay. Right. The, the cops learn that the killer Adam is here. That's all they need. You say it's the killer, so we're going to go arrest him like he's the killer. Then he busts in as if they already know it's some sort of, like, not hostage situation, but... Now, what is that? It's tear gas? No, it's dry ice. <laughs> You're right. So the film is not making sense how they got here. The The dry ice doesn't make sense. Carl, I got to admit, I haven't seen a movie this bad in a while. Yeah, except for um, Society. Oh, the film that we're never going to air? Yeah. So he shoots the gun. He goes, why are you shooting a gun? He goes, well, I'm scared. I'm scared. He goes, okay, that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Look, I'll look at my cop manual, and it says, do not shoot if right. scared. Remember we just saw Surf 2, and he was, they were reading the book? Yeah. Go out with it, your hands up. No, it says hands. Uh, your hands up. Horshack and Lyle Wagner. Fire. Fire. One, one they're going to get killed by Adam. In a gorilla suit? Please be very uh, He will be in a knight's suit. The knight suit he was uh, in before. Gorilla is funnier. I agree. Out of gorilla is funnier. You should go with gorilla. It's not a comedy. Oh, yeah. You don't have to tell me twice, Carl. I think I figured that out during the first hour and 20 minutes. So <laughs> we've had one cop killed. That brings us to 13. Oh. Oh, no. The movie's going to end soon. He only has two more people to kill. Yeah, that's right. And I'm a little suspicious about the last one because it isn't Adam who does the killing, but... Dr. Evil? Yeah, in the end, well, you'll be, you'll see. Or you could tell me. Okay. Adam's going to inexplicably vanish, and then Dr. Evil will do the last killing. I don't know why. Anyway, Adam's still got one more cop to kill here. One more cop to kill. The cop killer. Right. That's uh, Ice. Uh, Ice T wrote this song after seeing this movie. That's right. Yeah. The Ghetto Boys did Crooked Officer. 
which is a cop killer move uh, song, after they saw this film. Right, that explains the lyric about the costume shop. Oh my god, this is such a shitty like costume shop. Uh, oh, I'm dying. Freddie Mercury's Freddie dying. Freddie Mercury is being killed. <laughs> He's dead again. A How young times... Freddie Mercury. <laughs> He's like, Mama Mia, let me go. So I think the internet is wrong. I think we just got to our 14th killing and it wasn't counted by the internet. So maybe. Oh, that's well, so Freddie Mercury. Maybe Freddie Mercury's not dead. So he's like, I'll get this bastard. God, did you ever see the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? It was shot by Brian Singer, and then he got yes. kicked off, and they had to get yeah. uh, uh, Dexter Fletcher in there. Who we saw one of his films. Was it? Uh, Bugsy. Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone. He, he was a little boy singing. Now oh, he, and he was also in Mad Monkey. Right. As an actor. With playing a director. Playing a director, right. Right. Okay, so now we have our, I think, 15th killing, which is a guy shot with an arrow. So he goes, I'll go get him myself. He goes, no, you might be killed. I'll go with you. And he goes, all right. Uh, I need immediate backup. I'm right here. That's as immediate as it could get. Talk about it. Here is Adam in his in his suit. Uh-huh. So they go, freeze, monkey. Freeze monkey? Well, I, yeah. I made that up. Oh no. So he shoots Night. him. He goes, Why did you shoot him? I was scared. Night has fallen. Yeah, night has fought. It's sundown because night has fallen. Now it's time to take off the co- the hat and reveal Adam our killer. Look! Oh. Devil! What the, the devil, fuck? What the hell? He's on a string! Hey, I remember that from 600 years ago. Boop, 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 What's boop. going on here? Boop, 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 boop. Now, why are they pointing their guns at a dead guy? Wait a minute, what dead guy? He's gone. He's a hollow knight. Oh, and this stupid puppet's inside of him? Yes, that's right. That's I'm sick of this puppet. Doesn't make any sense. I hate this puppet. Whoever gave the puppet to the director should have been spanked. You well, ought to be spanked. Right. It's over. We won't see it again. Now, uh, here is the game again. And they're playing with a pretend Adam, like, in his stead, like, to om- paying homage to him. Let's listen for a minute. This doesn't make any sense. Adam Warlock. So now, the Dungeon Master is making the game in real life together. Is it? You suck, DM. What? I'm going to sneak into your DMs and tell you your DM sucks. So they're going to make him roll the dice. Oh, no. And And these are not real dice. These are like flippity-flop things. What? They're dice? No. That's not dice. They're flippity-flop things? They're flip. They're like 
stones. They have six sides? Yeah. I guess you're right. Oh, nine, nine, nine. Oh, nine, nine, nine. Now you, look, Dungeon Master's freaked out by six, six. Whoa! Damn! Oh, that's the last death. That's our 16th, according to me. Oh, and he took the tower with him. Whoa. Oh, I wish I never brought that puppet in. Why did I hang that puppet on the wall? Do, 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 do. Spirit of Adam. Look at this bad TV screen, man. And there's Dr. Evil dead for some reason. With the middle finger? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's our dungeon master stabbed. Excuse me. He's like, fuck you, film. Wait a minute. The film's saying fuck you to me. It's over. Yep. His name is Dr. Evil. You weren't fucking around. Yeah, I know. He's a sorcerer, and it, evil seems to be spelled wrong to me. But I didn't make reference to Austin Powers at all throughout this whole film. I know. I'm very proud. Oh, MC is Billy Lynn. Thank Bill Lynn. He was terrible. Terrible. Awful. He was, where's my Paloma girl? The exploring Sainsbury's. Oh, well. Elijah Wood, Ringo Starr. Wow. Before they were famous. Uh, Bill Nye. The science uh, guy. Yeah, the science guy. Kamala uh, Harris. Wow. A lot of people who uh, asked yeah, Ray Man. they were young. All of them were just young. Carl, what did you think of this movie? Uh, I thought this movie was terrible. Uh, when you watch it by the third or fourth time, you start to get it. And you're like, okay, this is okay. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. I, I told you, I haven't seen a bad movie uh, this bad in a while. So kudos to you for being extraordinary weird. There's and, Ira Cohen, your good friend from San Francisco. Oh yeah, right, Iris, Iris Summer. I, I, I call him. Who showed uh, up at the Comedy Cove doing a guest appearance? I was like, "What? Let's take what? a selfie for Spiegelman." I loved it. Yeah, he's San Francisco comic in New Jersey. Oh yeah, there's the designer. Well, yeah, it's a weird movie. Uh, I'm glad I saw it, and uh, it sucked for sure. But for sucky films, it's pretty good. Good bad movie. Uh, and may I never have to see it again. Yeah. And next time I go to the Sheraton Center in Toronto, I will spit on their carpet. <laughs> That's what they deserve. It's Drysville. Yeah. You can't fool me. You can't fool me. Wow. All right. Well, that was exciting. We'll be back next week with a new movie. Uh, I'm Mike Spiegelman. Carl, thank you so much for being the guest this week and also yes, producing it, researching it, uh, doing the interview, uh, editing the show, and singing the theme song. Yes. Yes. It was very all in a guest day's work. My my favorite guest. We have to have you on the show again. Wonderful. Uh, Thank wonderful. you. Wonderful. What are you doing next Sunday? Oh, great. This is great. I will be here. All right. Okay. I hope you guys are here too. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say, nah. You, nah.
Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey! Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. John Wessick here with a poem from the Shaman in the Library. Ode to a porn star. In a world of concrete and shame, only you lie desolate and demonstrated. Despite slurs and scorn, you remain comfortable in your body, comfortable in your Humble as the Pope washing feet, you kneel for our pleasure. One minute your body is a roof that shelters the timid, the next, a banshee emerges from the fire between your thighs. Hair stringy, skin slick with semen and sweat, you summon strength to part lips again and again. Echoing the sound of the universe's birth, your moans shake the heavens, tumbling gods from their thrones to walk with humans. L-W-A-F-L. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Okay, all right, fast. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh, God. Yeah, no, no, no. All right, let's do the first one. Ready? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. 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 L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I, I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song, you know. You should follow me on Twitter. It's 11 underscores. Going to restaurants downtown, turning your frown around, and like everybody, falls countdown. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to crumba. Now let's watch a full-length movie. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's do it. Let's do it. And you know what? Let us. Let's include the audience. Hello, audience. We want to watch a full-length movie that's on YouTube with you right now. 
So we want you to get your YouTube ready. We're going to eat it. You're going to listen to us and watch the movie at the same time. How cool is that? Right now, we're on mutinyradio.fm, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We just followed What's Really Happening with Luke Sayer. Awesome show. Yeah. Carl, we, we, he's killing us. He's doing a great <laughs> job. Uh, yeah, check out mutinyradio.fm. It's a website. It is also an internet radio. You can check out their schedule. You can check out live shows. You can even donate with a donation yeah, button. you can even donate. And there's Venmo, there's Patreon, there's GoFundMe, whatever you prefer. Just give money to the station. Keep it going. Ooh, the Comedy Festival is coming up, the 7th Annual. Going to get a new T-shirt. October. October. Uh, and we are also a podcast, but you have to follow us by our acronym, which I said up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's right. YouTube is YT. And you can also find us on YouTube itself where we do Carl syncs up the movie for you and you can subscribe at L W A F L M O I T. Carl, what is the movie this week? Today it's a switcheroo. And I love that because I get a week off. It is mazes <laughs> and monsters. 1982. Oh, 1982. <laughs> oh, mazes and monsters. Right. Mazes and monsters. Oh, and, let's see. It's a N D it's not ampersand. So it's mazes <clears throat> and monsters, 1982. The channel we like, like is TV Fanatic. There'll be a bunch of channels. Pick TV Fanatic. Yeah. And when you press play, you might get an ad right away. So go to it, press play, watch that ad, get past it, pause, slide it back to zero, zero, zero. Carl is speaking truth. Truth bombs have been dropped. You might get an ad. Let it play. But make sure you do hit that timer, zero, 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 for TV Fanatic's copy of Mazes and Monsters. Well, we're very excited. Carl actually produces the show. He did the theme song up front. I did the research this week. I gave Carl a break. But one of the great features Carl does is he talks to a celebrity comedian. And we're going to hear it up front right now. And that celebrity comedian is going to give you a celebrity comedian countdown. And when that celebrity comedian says go, we want you to hit go on the movie and we'll kick it off. But first, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with... Dan Collins! Welcome, Dan! Hey. Now, you're a comedian out there, and we've seen each other a lot of times. Maybe Scotty's open mic or whatever. But one time you were, was it King of the Mountain? Was it Late Night with Anthony Quinn? The, the booker got a good look at you and said, I want this guy. He gave you a guest spot. I'm sure it's going to lead to more. Were you excited about that? Yeah, most definitely. It was it was uh, Anthony Quinn. I did really good on late night when Anthony Quinn booked me, and I opened up for uh, Coleman Green. Right, right, yes, right. Funny guy, yeah. Now, who are your influences? I see you like behind you there, Eddie Murphy. I see Richard Pryor. No. <laughs> those are those are the ones. Those who the guys who I study the most. Now you're a veteran, right? Does that influence your comedy at all? I I, I don't remember a veteran's bit. No, <laughs> that doesn't. Uh, I haven't wrote any jokes about. Uh, no, I I do have one joke about being a veteran, but um, I'm still working it out because it's you know, I, I want to deliver it. Mm -hmm. the, the, <laughs> I don't want it to be a hard. It's supposed to be a joke, not a horror story. 
Now you were on a webisode, no, a web series called Emmy Nominated. I didn't even know the Emmys considered web series. You know, uh, tell me about. I didn't. I didn't know that either until until it happened. Tough luck. Until we got nominated, um, it was just a, something that um, I I was scrolling on Instagram, and they I noticed that they were having auditions, so I went out to New York, Manhattan, and it was in the YouTube building in um, Manhattan, and I auditioned for a part, and um, I was just instead of being the character they were asking me to be, I, I was myself. I, I was just, I just uh-huh. went as, I had them all laughing. I had the panel of judges laughing. So they was like, we're going to, we're well, going to really work. <laughs> we're going to book this guy. <laughs> I get hard. And um, it, it was cool. I, I didn't know it was uh, a web series was that serious until I got the email saying hey we got Emmy nominated and I, and I was at work I was like what is this a joke <laughs> so I didn't know it was that serious yeah that's terrific and it's great that you you know went in and were yourself and they were they they liked you so much that it ended up there now that's not your biggest credit that is not your biggest credit now you have got a TikTok channel it's one word called just laugh 100 just laugh 100 how many people follow you? I have 421,000 followers. No, really? Not even a half million. <laughs> now, almost. <laughs> by, the summer, by the summer is over, I'm hoping to have a half million before the summer lets out. That would, that, that would be great. I mean, this is a big credit. I mean, that's you must have some funny material, you know, people yeah. following you. How often are you posting? See what happened? I started I started my TikTok account during COVID. It was the perfect time to start one because we couldn't go to Scotty's, we couldn't go to no comedy club. Um, the, the gyms were closed, the parks were closed. Like every outlet that I had was taken away. So um, I I didn't even do I did like one Zoom. Uh, open mic just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same energy. So I was like, eh, this is not working. Yeah. Started a TikTok account. I just jumped on TikTok. Um, I started off like everybody else. I started lip syncing the, you know, the videos, the, the voiceovers and all of that. Um, and then uh, I did that for a little while. And then I started, something clicked in and said, you know what, why don't you do your own comedy up there? Why don't you try that? Something, a light bulb went off. You made your own outlet. I, I Yeah, I created an outlet and I started putting my own content up there. And I noticed people were lip syncing me now. Oh, <laughs> That's flattery. I was like, holy shit. And and then what made my page really take off, I started doing animal voiceovers. Uh-huh. Like Tony Baker. I don't know if you know him. 
But uh, I started doing the animal voiceovers, and my pay skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you how people find you out there on the internet and social media, but this is the one to go to, right? We're trying to get to that half million mark here. It's yeah. called Just Laugh 100, and that's one word on TikTok. So I, I'm going to subscribe myself now that we just, you got one more person now that you've had this interview. Oh, okay. How can people find Tough Love? What channel do they go to on YouTube? Yeah, they can go on YouTube and, and um, type in Tough Love. It, it did get picked up by a network, but I don't know offhand yeah. what network it got picked up on. Um, but they can, <clears throat> they can find it on YouTube. Okay. Just look for Tough Love. Tough yeah. Love. Okay. And also, uh, now on Facebook, you're Daniel Collins, D-O-L-L-I-N-S, Daniel Collins. What about TikTok? Uh, what about Instagram? And maybe you do Twitter? Instagram, I'm on Instagram at just laugh, the word, the, the number one and the word hundred. Just laugh. The number one. The number one and then H-U-N-R, okay, hundred. Okay. Just laugh, number one, the word hundred. Okay, Dan Collins. Now everyone at home, Boys to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So they must press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That's what you're here for. Why don't you go ahead from three and give us Dan Collins, that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Well, thank you very much, celebrity comedian. That was pretty cool. Uh, we're going to start a movie. Carl, it's a Carl Lorimar film. Yes, uh -oh, spelled wrong. Spelled wrong. Rona Jaffe's Mazes and Monsters. This is based on a... Uh, we want to hear the uh, TV reporter is going to give us the plot up front. But we start with in media res. And there's a crime, Carl. Or, right? Why else would you have all these people here? So many fire trucks and police cars. Yeah, it starts off with a bang. This was a CBS TV movie. It was December 28th, 1982. It came out. My, my father's birthday, my son's birthday. Oh, how interesting. How cool is that? So yeah. what a birthday treat for both your unborn and your dad in 82. <laughs> this came out. Sorry. So we start off. Okay, so we're going to start a TV reporter. So the cop's talking to the reporter. It's a game of mazes and monsters. It got kind of out of hand. Okay, I gotta go. We got a live report. All right, get a seat of crime. Give me the microphone. All right, <clears throat> ready? Roll Here's the storyline. Roll. Why? Eat mom. Mazes and Monsters is a fantasy Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Uh -huh. being it's uh -huh. kind of a psychodrama, you might say. You might say. Hard to believe Steve Allen would do this part. <laughs> but in this case, there might be a loss of distinction. I'm Steve Allen. And fantasy. And possibly the loss of life in the process. I love how he ends it with, we'll be back in three minutes with a live report. What else do you possibly need to say that I have to sit through three minutes worth of commercials? Central Station. 
Yeah, so this is New York City. This is a, there's no Jersey in this, but there's tons in New York and upstate, but I think it's all Twin Canada. Towers. It's a little soon. Oh, Twin Towers? It's, yeah. Oh, you know, if you have the Twin Towers in the first act, it shows up in the third act. We'll, we'll have plenty more. <laughs> that is a rule. Yeah. Oh, we, so our cast is four people. As you saw, the elephant in the room is Tom Hanks. He made this movie right after uh, Wizard Buddies got canceled. Oh, okay. And uh, it's right before Splash. So this is a weird period for him, right? The, he hasn't unleashed it. Right. But the other people in this movie, we all know. And Wendy Carlson, I'll be talking a lot about. And Susan Strasberg. Isn't that like Lee Strasberg's daughter, the famous actor? I don't know. I wouldn't know. You would, you would figure that, that. Oh, wait a minute. We switched the room. You, I did the research. <laughs> well, all right. So this is based. I read the novel uh, like 40 years ago. Rona Jaffe. Rona Jaffe is a great writer. You did? Yeah, I did. Well, you know what? It was a paperback in a beach house. I was, I think Taylor friend had a beach house in Jersey Shore. I went over and I read the book in an afternoon. Uh, it's Very basically. Nice. Yeah. So in 1978, they found a uh, University of Michigan student dead in like a cavern, and he was known to play Dungeons and Dragons. This is based on a real kind of. It's kind of like urban legend, like kind of a, a story, uh, and he, you know, there was a hysteria about Dungeons and Dragons. He committed suicide for whatever reason. Okay. And uh, so, Ronan Barrett allegedly was inspired uh, by that story. No, aspired. No, and aspired means you strive to. She was inspired, but aspired. Inspired. She's aspired by true events. German he, world. This war. is JJ, right? This is Chris Makepeace, the actor. But JJ, like Broadway, he's just out there. He's just a teenager. They're all rich teenagers, right? Okay. And they all have like parents that are in their own heads. Now, Mike, for... I did watch this last night, and okay. I have absolutely a criticism of this movie. Yes. This guy's not our hero. JJ? No, JJ is a worm. So why are we starting with him? You know what I mean? It's He's not our hero. Well, this is like, you know, again, it's a Ronan Barrett novel. You, we have a entourage of four people, and we introduce. But I think it's about their mm -hmm. Melu. They're all children of very rich parents that are not connecting with them. I mean, look at this disconnect. She... Her thing is remodeling rooms. Her clients would kill without for a room permission. like this. You right. did without permission, right? He has his bird, Merlin. But look, she gave a cooler birdhouse. See? It's all white. Yes. They would all kill for that. It's symbolism, Carl. Symbolism. Okay, okay. Now, you know you know JJ, the guy in the pith helmet from uh, Meatballs. He's Rudy. He's, oh, the, he's the star. Oh, that's why I know him. Right. And he also had a show in Canada called Going Great. And it was about, it was like real people for kids. You know how kids aspire and they, they do great things? Uh -huh. The show's called Going Great. And it was on Nickelodeon uh, in the United States. It was one of the lowest rating shows. Uh -huh. And uh, he was the host. So it was like real people. He was uh, Fred Willard, as it were. Gotcha. And they, to boost ratings, they got new new co-anchors, new, new people out on the street, including Keanu Reeves. So... Uh-huh. Super young, I guess. Yeah, he's basically our age. You know, he was born in 64. He uh, He's worked behind the scenes. You know, he stopped acting. He, uh, you know him from my bodyguard and uh, Vamp. But uh, I thought that was kind of cool about the Canadian show. Yeah. And 
so he is our he is not our hero, but we start with him. But like you said, it's sort of an ensemble cast. But right. it is Tom Hanks' story. Well, no, it's so it's Tom, it's well, you know, look at the alienation, right? He ends up saying, "Could you at least said I was school?" You know, and these this is the only mom who gives a shit about her kids. Okay. You know, and so I guess it's like they come from broken homes. And this Tom Hanks has a side note of, oh, yeah, keep him away from Dungeons and Dragons because of the last time. There's no real, there's no indication. His brother died. Right. His brother, no, his brother didn't die. His brother walked away from, he, he ran away. Oh. He disappeared. He did. Well, yeah, he, his brother did not die, or or maybe that w- that was what that, Tom Hanks he, he, told himself to make it, yeah, under you know something he could handle. I don't know, but in this film, which you saw and read, he says uh-huh. that w- his his brother went out and he just never came home. Okay, all right, and the brother, his last name is Hall, and that's going to play into it. Yeah, this is Wendy Crewson. Now, I know, like, Tom Hanks is a big star, but I think she's the big star in this movie. Okay. She's an insanely prolific uh, Canadian actor. Just alone, uh, here in tw- the year 2021, she has, like, four TV shows. Uh, that came- today? I mean, it, it's 2022, but I'm saying she's recently has four. That is yeah. prolific. She, she was on Titans, which is on HBO Max, but then she had a show called When Hope Calls, Good Sam, and Departure. So Good I'm Sam just going to send her. Familiar. But you know her from uh, uh, she was Tim Allen's ex-wife in Santa Claus. Remember, she told the kid that Santa Claus doesn't exist; he's dead. Tim Allen goes, "Oh, I do don't be spreading lies!" <laughs> and then he turns into Santa Claus, the spider. And she was in all the sequels. All right, now this is Daniel. Look how he is there, a sexy, sexy guy. He I know the dad, his- by the way. Oh, who's the dad, by the way? No, I don't know. I, his face looks like he's on TV in the 80s. Oh, my God. Everything looks like a commercial in this. This uh-huh. was, uh, everybody was at their peak making uh, TV movies in 82. Everybody has, like, at least another film besides Mazes and Monsters, the director gotcha. and all these actors. Uh, this guy, he changed his name back to Wasaki, but he's going as David Wallace in this movie. Uh, and he's, he's the tallest actor, Carly, 6'2". This guy is like a prolific soap opera star. Uh, mm-hmm. He's Dr. Tom Hardy in General Hospital from 87 to 93, 131 episodes. He even played Dr. Tom Hardy in the Gary Shandling show. Okay. It's, it's Gary Shandling show. What is his name? His name is David Wallace. That's how he's listed, but it's Waisaki. Wais- so it's- oh, is he a sushi fan? I love Waisaki. I love, uh, what's the sushi with no rice? That's my- to me. Oh, it's uh, so why Subi? Ah, now all these parents are saying, "I'm so disappointed you didn't go to Uber MIT. You got accepted into Uber MIT version two, and you picked Grantland. Like they all got into really good schools, and they picked this one." Howdy, Tex. Yeah, well, JJ is just out there. I think he's gay, but he's he has an outside personality. He wears you know World War One German pith helmets and. Uh-huh. Cowboy, Cowboy hats. So him and Katie are hooking up again. Here's the beers. Wearing Mr. Rogers. Uh, well, not really. Oh, it's a sweater, you mean? The red so, sweater? 
they're off to college and they play Dungeons and Dragons together, but it's mazes and monsters. It's mazes and monsters. And there's actually a phone app called Mazes and Monsters. It kind of looks like a Zelda ripoff. Today? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, did, does the Road of Daffy Foundation get a dime? Not a dime. <laughs> there is a foundation where oh, every year... It's our man. It's Thomas Hank. Now, again, these are all college students, so he... No, it's not. You pl- made Thomas plural and Hank singular. It's Tom Hanks singular. I think I- Hank's name. Wait, it's Tom Hanks. Thank you very much. Now, Carl, I wanted to make sure I was completely up to date in my research of Tom Hanks. Yeah. Up to this movie. Uh huh. So, <laughs> no, but yeah. that's perfectly appropriate. I've done that before, especially if it's a huge star. You know, you just look up what he was doing at the time. Yeah. All right. Well, at the time, he met Rita Wilson and broke up with his wife. Rita Wilson is a second wife? Yeah, so it's Colin Hanks yeah. and his daughter, his yeah. first daughter, uh, was from his first wife. Really? Uh, yeah. So he was, he's been married forever. He's been married 30 he's years. He's been married forever. Yeah, he, you know, he regrets the kind of the way it broken up, and his uh, first wife did pass away uh, in 2002. Uh-huh. And her name is uh, Samantha Lewis. And basically, Hanks... You know, he, he was born in Concord. He's famously went to high school in Oakland. He went to, uh, I think, Bayline is called. He went from Massachusetts and, to California? No, no, let me say this again. He went to Concord, California. Oh, And he okay. moved to Hayward. And then he went to school in Oakland. Okay, the famous and, school. Oh, I think he went to, no, Hayward, he went to college in, in Hayward. Uh, but that's, he was, he was an athletic guy. And he was an outgoing guy. All my information about Tom Hanks up to 82, I got from an episode of Biography, A&E Biography. Mm-hmm. They did hello. the heavy lifting. You know what they did? They, they start the show off with, hello, it's December 21st, 1999, and this is Biography. Tom, this hunk was <laughs> bored. <laughs> Look at his stupid hat. I know. Well, you know, he's like one of those rich, he's like, uh, I don't know, he's a great Gatsby. He's an aviator. Everyone's he's, like, I'm tired he's of this. He's the shit. cuckoo clock, not Tom Hanks. He does go cuckoo in this movie. He does lose it. I think it's like uh, they're all insecure. But I mean, the like the writers and the sh- director and the show, you know, for TV, they're like thinking, "Oh, he's so crazy. Let's just make would would this really happen in the real world? You know, a guy wearing a." But it's like sketch comedy. You need a shorthand. You know, you got to get the message delivered immediately so you can get the story rolling. So what better way? Okay, so he's been warned off. Tom Hank has been warned not to play Dungeons and Dragons. And they need a fourth player. So I know I will put a piece of paper on the board. Yeah, well, this is old people Instagram, right? It's old people Facebook. But but he's, he's doing some new school stuff. He's sitting at a table with an eye view of it waiting for someone to respond to his post and he literally replies all right now look at me boom. <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do i'm I'm just browsing the cork board <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah so he immediately goes up and goes hey dungeons and dragons i, I mean mazes and monsters I, I haven't noticed that uh by the way they're not dungeon masters in this movie they're of course famously maze controllers yeah they're the maze controllers you know this person just just 
swapped out Dungeons and Dragons mazes and monsters. You know, it, it's not. They could have been more creative with the title yeah. and. No, I think it's fine. I mean, it comes across. I, so I did read the book, and I was going to read it for the research, and I just didn't get to it. But I'll tell you the one part of the scene that I do remember. Yeah. Uh, as you know, they're going to play Dungeons and Dragons, and they're going to take it to the next level and play it in a cavern. Right, in the real world. Yeah, so JJ sets up. He's the maze controller. Okay, so he's going to a party. He's only stepped on campus for 20 minutes, and he met everybody who's played mazes and monsters. <laughs> yeah. And he's invited amazing. to a party. And all he's going to meet are other people who play Mazes and Monsters. Remarkable. Excuse uh, me, person who didn't play Mazes and Monsters. Can I get by? Yeah. Par Look, he's wearing sir, a who doesn't Now he has this hat. Anything. This hat stick drops about 20 oh, minutes. Into yeah, show. and thank goodness, because it's so dumb. I don't know, Carl. Maybe but who says, oh, he's such a cool, inventive, creative guy. He's so quirky. He's got hats. Hi, I'm the heroine. Right. I love her. She's great, Wendy Carlson. So she played the evil ex-wife who told Santa Claus is dead. And Tim Allen got, ooh, I'm so bad. <laughs> and then she, she remarries Judge Weinhold as her, and they're on all three movies. He was married to a Canadian actor named Michael Murphy. They were both in Tanner 88. He played Tanner 88. I don't know if you saw it. I Sounds familiar, Tanner 88. It was a Robert Altman television show written by Gary Trudeau when he was on break from Queensberry. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They were, they were also in uh, Path to 9-11 from 2006. That uh, also had the twi Twin Towers. Yes. Twin Towers are focused a lot in this movie. So anyway, basically, they got married and divorced. She actually came out uh, of the closet like 2014. She's uh, gay? She's gay. Yeah. I like her yeah. hair up better. Do you? Uh, no, I don't actually. Oh, but okay. It, nope. You asked me, and I wanted to let you know. She uh, was married and had children. Yeah, right? they had okay. two kids, okay. and the, in fact, the kids show up in a movie called Sleeping Dogs Lie in '98 with her husband, her yeah. then husband. And yeah, she came out in in 2014, but she's really cool. She's done like tons of stuff. She was in 24 of the series. She was uh, PSI in 2011. She was in the Matthew Shepard story. Uh, she was also in the 80s. She in 82. Was she she a was, sheep? What's that? In the Matthew Shepard story, was she one of the sheep? No, no. Wrong. Do you know who Matthew Shepard is? Uh, yeah, he's the herd. He leads the herd. Okay. All right. Hello. You should Google that. Uh, but we, uh, she's also the mom and the good son. That's where I know her from. Okay. You know, Remember, she's like, oh, I love Henry. He would never uh, throw my little girl in, in ice. Remember, like, up in the cliff? Oh, she was fucking right. awesome. I remember the good son. It was with the uh, Home Alone kid. Right, right, and Elijah Wood. And, right, Home Alone kid was the good son. Yeah, Matt, that's right, Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah, right, so she was the mom. So mad props for her. I mean, I think she's a big star. Okay, they're playing the game, and it's just the dialogue. Let me hear some of this. Okay, it goes on like that. I absolutely recommend watching the movie. You won't hear us talk, but you'll hear the theme song, which is atrocious, and you'll hear dialogue like this, which is even back in the day was fucking corny as shit. Okay. Once human, they are now despicably vicious. 
But you're speaking of him. There are wondrous treasures within these mazes for those brave and clever enough to find them. He was also in another uh, soap opera. The guy, the guy does good work. Now, I now know who Matthew Shepard is. I see his picture here. I just saw a film with him in which he's in Canada and he has cancer and he goes on a trip. I, I, I think I think it's a different. Matthew Shepard is a real life person who was a gay guy in, in town, a young teenager who was killed. Oh, it isn't this actor, Matthew Shepard? No. 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 All right, never mind. Okay. No, so it was a tra- it was a national tragedy. She happened to be in that movie, TV movie version. Let sleeping dogs lie. You had said before. I never understood that phrase. I mean, they don't even talk. How do you know he's lying? Well, how do you know? How do you know? Right? Dogs can't talk. He doesn't speak. Did you take a shit in the on the couch? Woof 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 woof. How do you You're know? You're lying. Oh, let let sleeping dogs lie. Wake up, right. I gotta ask wake you. Up, wake up. Did you take a poop on it? Oh, okay, he's not sleeping. Not only that, he's sleeping. This will be a Oh, he's sleep talking. I don't need, this is my life. Look, listen, buddy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Leave me alone. Do, 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 do. do, do, do. Then do, you do, can't do. sleep at somebody else. Okay, now look, so this is a montage. Uh, it's Hag Good Party, the, the theme song and the music. He's just a prolific TV guy. I'm going to hear the song. Here we go. Prolific. It's a terrific prolific song. Oh, that's Billy's voice. I enjoyed that song prolifically. Oh, it's I never understood the expression, let sleeping dogs lie. How do you know he's lying? He doesn't even talk. Right. Did you you poop in the living room? Do you even understand humans when they sleep talk? I can't, let alone a dog. Yeah, and not why would he be lying if he was asleep? How would he even? All right, we'll see how that shapes up for the opening. You know what's interesting about Wendy Cross, Cruson? She starred in next year in another Dungeons and Dragons movie called Skullduggery or Der Satan First. What is that Skullduggery? What does it mean? I don't know what that expression is. I don't know. But that movie is supposed to be the worst movie in the world. Oh, okay. But it's another Dungeons and Dragons type? Yep, that she did right afterwards. How do you say it again? Skullduggery, right? Yeah, but you know, it's funny because I always put an R, so I would always say skulldruggery. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. So I'll be looking for that word, and I'll be like, take the R out. I'm like, maybe that's the problem. Okay, well, they're okay, moving too fast. Skullduggery. I'm they're sorry. Too fast. You... No, no, they're just moving too fast. He uh he wants okay. her to move in. He got he's gonna get her a double bed. No, and it's she's too gonna... soon. It's too soon. Oh he's no, this is all right. Oh, not knowing. You're right. He's he might be alive. And it doesn't pay off at the end of the movie. Underhanded well, or unscrupulous behavior, trickery. That's skullduggery. Oh, all right. are you sure, or are you just pulling some Google? Skull... Duggery on me. Yeah, don't pull some skull. Are you skull duggering me? Don't gas duggery me. Gas skull. Look at the director did the mirror. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy, you know what? I want to talk about the writer of this movie, not Ronan Barrett, but the um, the writer's name, Tom uh, Lazarus, 42. He, with a guy named L.L. Uh, Tommaso, Okay. Proceed to crank out softcore films. So check it out. 
he, uh, as a director, the, the writer is also a director, and he made two movies back-to-back, basically. In 99, he did Word of Mouth, and it's about a documentarian following a prostitute. Okay. And then in 2000, the writer of this film directed a film called House of Love, which is about a documentarian in a brothel. Okay, a documentarian. Okay. Yeah, and then with the same writer, he did a TV show for Playboy TV called Four, <laughs> Seven Lives Exposed, which is kind of a reality show competition fake uh, survivor where they, they do sexual acts. It's all simulated. Okay. Although IMDb goes out of the way to say there's some, there's some you see dick and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, and some softcore uh, oral sex. But uh, I was just like, wow. Who knew? So the writer is a total perv. Okay. Yeah. Or has gone on to make films about documentarians documenting uh, brothels. So in some of these softcore films, you see the peepee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but in it's this soft, right? No, I think it's erect, what? right? You no, just it's can't... a softcore film. You can't show an erect penis. Well, then it's pretty hardcore. No, it's hardcore. What you do with that penis, <laughs> Carl? You see. Sound like you know. Time. Yeah. Now I gotta. Uh, I'm oh, taking your word for this. Well, I was gonna. I don't know. It kind of repulses me. Uh, yeah, Stephen Hillard is the director. Hillard Stern, and I actually he passed away recently, but not okay. recent enough to create his own website, which was oh. actually really interesting. So uh, I got some information for IMDb, but. I also got information from his own website and there's a podcast he did in 2011 where he talks about two of his earlier films uh-huh. uh, if you ever want to get into it but his first film starred radar uh gary yeah. burst yeah it was called bs i love you uh uh-huh. and that was 71 that's how old that joke is let sleeping radars lie <laughs> bs he sleeps on his oh so they're a couple, which I think JJ is a little bitter about, but uh-huh. never never goes yeah, off. Yeah, and that doesn't pay off. No, you know they're they're playing a game, and JJ did a stupid thing, and he lost his character. And one thing I don't understand about this movie, or I guess the game, maybe the monsters. Tom Hanks is introduced as a level nine. Whoa! Wow, he's a level nine, but and he's a cleric. Yeah, but I don't see like. And then when JJ's character loses, he loses his level because his character is dead. He has to start from the beginning. Yeah. But I guess at 40 years of video games and role-playing games and tabletop games, it doesn't really matter. You can still start over. You know, it's not like... What, and keep your character? This level nine, what does that mean when you go to a party and you say you're a level nine? I I mean, hey, man, I've been playing Pac-Man. I'm level 10. I've been playing uh, Diablo 2. I'm level something, something. No, in Dungeons and Dragons, your character is a level. Right, but who cares? Okay. Well, you care because you have a bag of holding and you can fight a beholder and you, I mean, you have, you know, you have more hit points and you, I mean, leveling up makes, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess powerful. I play World of Warcraft. I'm level seventy two. Oh, hey, yeah, but you can roll you. a twenty sided die with like a plus two or a plus four. It enhances your. Okay, listen. You suspected that he was gay, but meanwhile, if he's like butthurt that the girl has another boyfriend, okay, he ain't gay. Says you. 
you know, I should say everyone's made like other TV movies in A2. The director did also Not Another Affair, Forbidden Love, and Ambush Murders in 82. So this is like uh-huh. his fourth TV movie. So yeah, he's, he's, he's pissy. still doing the hat bit. Basically. Right, but he, he used the appropriate away. hat for his, his motorcycle. He's pissy that his character is dead and that, you know, she's kind of dating Tom. Now, here's the surprise. Surprise! I got us a double bed. We could move in our dorm room together. Is this a dorm room with a kitchen in it? I guess, yes, it's a dorm room because, and he and it's a single. I guess it must be COVID time. Now, I bring up the direct, the writer and the fact that he later on did a bunch of sex movies. Right. But there is there is sex in this movie. Him and Wendy, the uh, her Katie, get it on, right? We never and, see it, but... But, yeah, it's implied. They, they're getting it on. They're active. And when he starts going... Um, going. Yeah, uh, let's get it. A, a wizard says... You must be true, valiant, and oh, celibate. Yeah. You must be celibate. And it, he does. He goes celibate. And she yeah. noticed it. Yeah, he's like, let's break up. But I still like you. I still like you. I just don't want you to touch me anymore. That was so, a neck. Well, there, you know, he wants him to, her to move in. She says yeah. it's too soon. And they, they and he's kiss. He's kind of mature about it. Yeah, but do you think that's what caused him to kind of go there? Like, do you think that's that started the ball rolling? No, it seems like he has a history of mental illness, and something happened with the game mazes and monsters in his past. Which and never, like, no, this is a, yeah. when they when she doesn't want to move in with him, our movie continues on, and he's sane. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it wasn't like that, and it was a breaking point. You know, yeah, you know, it, his previous party members should show up in this movie. It would make a better film if we meet his previous D&D group. I guess. First off, wouldn't that be fun theatric as a cinematic experience to see two Dungeons and Dragons group in one movie? <laughs> I think that would be like worth my mission right there. Since you brought it up, I just want to say that this movie makes a horrible mistake in which it never goes all the way. Like a movie's supposed to give the viewer like an emotional roller coaster. I, I first realized that there's this scene in which uh, he's biking the one way, uh, right. the handsome kid, and the love interest is driving the other way. He sees him and turn you turn. But the thing is, like in a movie, if I was doing a movie, I'd have it like they almost bumped into each other or something. Like show us something. They got him up on the World Trade Center, right? right? Now's the time for him to go over the wall and right to the edge, about to jump off. That's when you rescue him. You know, like the movie never... You, the, you, no one gets hurt in the cavern and is really lost, and now my foot is cut, and we got to carry him out. You he's going to... Look, yeah. I don't want to move in with you. There should be an emotional outburst. You know, like, take us on a trip here, writer-director. It's so it's so contingent to this game and this hysteria uh, that... Another I'm, hat. You know, one thing I should mention, uh, I, I was reading a recent website, which I should have written down. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, uh, it's written by Morgan Seanette. Uh I think it was... USA Today or something. 
it was uh-huh. one of those you won't believe this stranger things it was the title was about stranger things stranger yeah. things has a D subplot where a kid plays D and he's considered satanic and that's an easter egg spoiler by the way i'm spoiling easter eggs is but, that in the new one? Because I've seen all of them. I don't remember that. I'm yeah, sure that in, the, in season four, there's the Hellfire Club, which Eddie Manson uh-huh. uh, is the dungeon master, and the town believes he killed Chrissy and is a Satanist. And okay. in this article, they talk about the satanic panic that happens. Satanic panic. Uh, I'm sure you know about those three kids. Uh, but uh, in 1980, there was a book called Michelle Remembers. And this was someone had repressed memories and remembered that he, as a child, was part of a satanic cult. Okay. And that kind of whipped up the satanic panic. And um, in fact, uh, some kid committed suicide in 1982. And his mom, Pamela, uh, thought what the reason was Dungeons and Dragons. I think I remember that as a news story. So she started a group called Bothered About Dungeons and Dragons, 1982. <laughs> bothered. It's B-A-D-D, Bothered About Dungeons and Dragons, bad. And she actually left the group in uh, 1990. So there was always this kind of hysteria about it. Uh, and then, of course, I, I was talking earlier, the guy's name was James Dallas Egbert III. He was the University of Michigan, Michigan State University kid who was found uh, committed suicide in, right. in the cavern. So Egbert, I would have done it too. Really? If, his, if your name was Ed, Egbert? Good morning, Egbert. No, that was his middle name. What was his name? His middle name was Dallas. It was James Dallas Egbert with one oh, G. Maybe okay. I mispronounced it wrong. Maybe it's not a double hard G on there. Maybe it's Agaba. the third. <laughs> okay, look, he's like, hey, buddy, can I borrow your skeleton? He's going to set up a massive real life like ahead of his time escape room uh in the caverns and he's borrowing skeletons and in the book there's a scene where he writes a clue that only daniel can recognize the reason is he wrote the clue in hebrew Uh and it says like take a left here in hebrew and in the book written by ron jaffe the character himself is resentful that uh it's clever that JJ used Hebrew and that he knew that Daniel was Jewish and that he knew some Hebrew, but he was also resentful of the fact that he was that for the same reason mm-hmm. that he's doing this because he knows he's Jewish and he just he felt like Smola. I think that's turned left. He yeah, I think he's small. So I, I thought that was interesting, you know, as a 12 year old Jewish kid reading this book that I get the same kind of resentment where people kind of call out like, oh, you must know Hebrew. And I'm like, yeah, I do actually, but I don't well, appreciate Hebrew it. Hebrew school, you know, how, you know how to read Mura, the a teacher. That's all I know from Hebrew school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, I, in, in Spanish, it's turno izquierda. Turno izquierda, aquí, turno aquí. Turno aquí. Grassy ass. All right, so now they're all in costume and they're gonna go Thing. And so for the audience, they were playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, Mazes so and Monsters. Mazes and Monsters. Character dies, and that kind of ruins it for all four of them because he can't really play anymore. He goes, I propose we kick it up a notch, and I will be the Dungeon Master in real life. Maze Controller. Maze Controller. Now, do you remember a, a role-playing game called Top Secret? Yeah, I do, actually. The same publishing house. One time, Tom Troll did a live game of 
uh, top secret with all kids in Montclair, and I was the main spy guy. That was the greatest day of my life. Never mind getting married. Never mind my children being born. The most fun I've ever had in my life was playing yes. Tom Cole's live action top secret game. Reach it. Oh, it was great, man. You know, I, I love it. Tell me more. So tell me how the game went. Tell me what well, you did. Well, I, I, I flew in, which was driving. I flew into the, and I went to the police station in Italy, which was Tom's house. And there somebody called from the red, what was the name of that terrorist group? The red. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's been, you're talking 40 years. And there, there was a bomb in Wachung Plaza. So I was like, holy shit. So I ran down to Wachung Plaza and who should be in Dino's Pizza? But all of like the players, including David Short, so I walked into the Dino's Pizza, and there was a tension in the air. So they were all staring at each other, and it got to this breaking point in which David Short couldn't handle it anymore. So he takes his can of soda and throws it at the other guys in Dino's Pizza, and then the Dino guy kicked him out. And there was a big. It was just the greatest day ever. I found a secret note in the Watchung Plaza. Uh, statue. I infiltrated the red. What was their name? Red. I, I infiltrated. No, so the he did group. this whole thing. Like, do did the kids enjoy themselves, or was it just you? This was a you day. I well, they were all playing their parts. I don't. I didn't interview them, but I think so. I I I had when I infiltrated the group, and they thought I was part of the. I went. We went to their hideout. And yeah. like a phone call came and I knew I was going to get exposed. So I opened the window and went out the window, went around to the lobby and we had a shootout. It was just the greatest day ever, man. It was like six it. hours of I'm a spy. So you would recommend our listeners to go out and LARP, live action role play. Well, I mean, if Tom Kroll is your dungeon master, I mean, yeah, he really absolutely. did well. And a shout out to David Short. I love David Short. I, we worked at Pathmark together 40 years ago. I hope maybe we might have to bleep out his name, but this is a big hello. No, I'm not bleeping out his name or Tom Kroll. All right. All right. Okay. Well, hello to those guys. Uh, <laughs> they're, look, they're real people in the real world. And if they want to sue me, they may. They may. David you know, Short, it's you. I brought it up last week, but our hometown of Montclair, which we're talking about, Montclair, New Jersey, also had a and d controversy, alleged, like the, the story legend had it. The high school itself, Montclair High, which you could see in the last episode of The Sopranos, has an amphitheater, an outside famous amphitheater with a brook. And the brook goes through the building into a tunnel. And in the tunnel, there are like mazes and monsters or whatever. But there were stories of kids in the 70s, high school kids, getting lost inside the uh, Wow. Brook. And my, my neighbor who went to high school in the 70s was telling me about these stories about, you know, maybe one guy went crazy, but I don't know. It's all hearsay. I know that right. our our middle school in, it was Glenfield and the the field was by a glen, which was a quarry and the quarry had like its branches and you could get lost out there. But uh, I heard more stories about the, the tunnel inside the high school. Mm -hmm. So sure, everyone has stories like that. Maybe. What a very cool setting he set up for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even in the, in the novel, he, like, did it meticulously. He's like, you know, you poo-poo his hats, but he does have a sense of uh, flair. Yeah, I 
I'm really poo-pooing the writer. Okay, so it's not a real human skeleton. It's a anatomy. Yeah. Right, he got it from his buddy that we saw one scene. This is what I mean. Like, wouldn't it be cooler in the movie if he really goes to, like, the medical center where the cadavers are or whatever, and he talks to his friend? That's a real, you know, it's still got some flesh on it. I mean... So in our in our version of Mazes of the Monsters, I would like to have all four of them at the breaking point, not just Tom Hanks' character, mm-hmm. and that they all they all are going to descend in their own personal madness. But before they do, they realize that the other three are doing their own. They're like, "Hey, it's about me, guys. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I'm the one who's supposed to get the skeleton got yanked. 